The Empty Tomb. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one that Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from the scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were <coughs> staying. Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realise that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to your father, uh, to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Thank you very much, John and, and Margaret. Now I'd just like to speak for a little while about this story. Um, and if you've got your Bibles open, uh, John chapter 20, that would be very good uh, because uh, I'd like you to follow this. Now, one of the things about John's gospel is that uh, the details in his story are, are really, really significant. And if you read the beginning of the story, it says, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, um, the, the Sabbath uh, would have rest would have ended at, at sunset. And through that night, they couldn't do anything until it got light in the morning. But they, they, the women headed out, so they were going to be there at first light. They were there uh, while it was still dark. Now, in John's Gospel, 
uh, light and dark are very important themes. Let's just have a look at some of the passages uh, in John's Gospel. In chapter 1, the passage that we often read at Christmas, it says, The light shines in the darkness, <clears throat> but the darkness has not understood it, or not overcome it. <clears throat> and then uh, in uh, chapter 3, a man called Nicodemus comes to see Jesus at night because he's scared to come out during the day and be seen with Jesus. And Jesus talks about light coming into the world, but people love darkness instead of light. Jesus then begins to, to, to tell in chapter 9 that night is going to come when no one can work. That's interesting at the moment, isn't it? No one can work. We're all in lockdown. Some people have had to stop working uh, at the moment. But Jesus then goes on to say, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. That's such an important thing for us to grasp this Easter. And then he starts to warn, you're going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. The man who walks in the dark does not know where he's going. I don't know about you. Are you scared of the dark? Uh, certainly the kind of darkness we're facing now is pretty scary because we don't know where we're going. But Jesus says, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. And then at the supper, the last supper, which we were thinking about on Thursday night when Mike was describing to us the Passover, as soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out and it was night. Do you see the way that John leaves that in darkness? And really the whole of the next day was a very dark, dark day. Now, while it was still dark, Mary went to the tomb. There were three characters. Mary Magdalene. Uh, in some of the Gospels, it says there were some other ladies there as well. But uh, in John, he only mentions one. Um, and, and he gives her a name, Mary Magdalene. And then Simon Peter. Simon, uh, here he gives him his old name. Old name Simon. He's, he's Simon Peter, not Peter the Rock. He's the early Simon because at the moment Simon's really, uh, he has denied Jesus and he, he is a broken man. And then the other disciple. And uh, in John's gospel, that's often how he's referred to, but we know that he's referring to, to John. Now what it tells us is that the other disciple outrun Peter. Many years ago, uh, when we were in Kilmington Baptist Church, um, our youth club went out to the playing field. And that evening, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll just uh, stop the share for a minute. Mm. Uh, that evening, uh, uh, we, were, we decided to have uh, some sports and they had a race across the field. So we all lined up at one end of the field and then the kids all started running. So I was sprinting off because I used to be quite a fast runner. I was sprinting off and uh, I was doing really well. And suddenly I heard a <laughs> on my shoulder and, uh, and before I knew it, um, I was overtaken by my daughter, which brought me down to earth a little bit, but yet she's an even faster runner than me. It comes a point, folks, where our children can outrun us because they're younger and fitter. 
and uh, in fact it uh, you know our, our children uh, we, we, we can't imagine them really growing up but actually for those of you who haven't heard we discovered that our younger daughter is expecting a baby in October um, so we're we're going to be grandparents again which we're really really delighted about but you know your children your children grow up and uh, on this occasion the young man John uh, beat uh, Peter to the tomb um, however uh, John got there first it should happen in a minute Sorry. John looked in Peter went in <laughs> John uh, just went up to the edge but it's Peter you know different people travel at different speeds and we have different personalities some people are more cautious some people are bold and Peter didn't really think about what he did before he did it. He barges straight into the tomb. You see, we're all on different journeys of faith. We're all seeking Jesus. They all saw the empty tomb, but their journeys on this morning uh, are different. And what did Peter see? He saw strips of linen lying there. And we're told he saw the headcloth folded up by itself the the word really means kind of twirled uh, up um now you will uh, remember perhaps that it was joseph uh, uh from arimathea and, and a man called nicodemus who we've mentioned earlier the man who visited jesus at night who came and wrapped his body and uh, put it in the tomb um, and they brought uh, 75 pounds of aloes and myrrh, sticky stuff. This sticky stuff would have stuck all over the body and uh, stuck the cloth to the body. And so uh, when they saw this head cloth uh, just twirled up by itself, separate, they knew that it was not like Lazarus, where they had to unwind him. They knew that it didn't look like grave robbers had been because they would have stolen the clothes as well. They knew that something new had happened. Uh, it was the resurrection. It was the beginning of the new creation. Jesus had risen from the dead in a new and uh, unique way. And we're told that Peter and John saw and believed. They only saw an empty tomb with some cloths in it, but they believed. But we're also told they still did not understand Jesus was to rise from the dead. And so the disciples went home puzzled, confused. They believed something, but they didn't know what. Uh, very confused. Mary is left all on her own. And then Mary sees Jesus. But for some reason, she doesn't recognize him. Until Jesus speaks her name Rabboni she says teacher and later all of the other disciples meet Jesus and they all believe of course except Thomas who took two goes before he would believe you see all of us are on a journey of faith uh, faith is actually believing something that you haven't seen necessarily so what is the most important thing uh, to see Jesus to touch Jesus, to understand Jesus. No, faith is not based on seeing or experiencing the resurrection event. 
but on hearing Jesus call our name. And Jesus says to us today, peace to you. Come and follow me. You see, uh, um, the people in the story were, were seeking Jesus. They believed and then eventually they received him. And Thomas, even Thomas, heard his call and responded, my Lord and my God. Now, I don't know what your journey of faith has been like. Some people are just beginning on their journey of faith, perhaps. Others have traveled that faith journey a very long time. Sometimes traveling is easy and light. Other times it has been hard going. It feels like night. And I know for many people, many, many people, it feels like we're traveling through the dark at the moment. But notice that when Mary appeared, arrived at the tomb, it was still dark. She arrived in the darkness. She didn't know what to expect. And in a sense, we're in the dark, aren't we? We're in a dark because we don't know quite how the current crisis is going to work out as a nationally. Um, we don't uh, know how that's going to work out nationally uh, or for ourselves as individuals in terms of our health, in terms of our financial security, our business, our jobs. Uh, but I want you to know that when Mary appeared at the tomb in the dark, Jesus had already risen from the dead. The tomb was empty. He was not there. She had not yet seen him, but he had already risen from the dead. And I want us to remember that, that wherever we are on our journey, uh, we're all at different stages, but Christ the light is traveling with us. We may or may not have seen him yet, but he is traveling with us. And I'm going to leave you with a poem which I started in the beginning of this year. We use this poem uh, for our first service of 2020. How appropriate. This poem by Minnie Louise Haskins uh, of 1908 uh, was handed to the King George by his daughter, Queen Elizabeth to be at the beginning of the first or second world war in 1939 this is the poem that was read out i said to the man who stood at the gate of the year give me a light that i may tread tread safely into the unknown and he replied go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of god that shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way so I went forth, and finding the hand of God, trod gladly into the night. And he led me towards the hills and the breaking of day in the lone east. Well, I can't think of a more appropriate poem to finish with uh, um, than that.